The following has been paid for by the Rage You Nerds. Well then, as we do every Friday now, we're going to toss the mic, the baton, the platform, the fire, the goblet of something or other, I don't know, the thing to Travis. And TJ will be going through what we lovingly refer to as Wrestling Rage. Yeah, it's TJ Wrestling Rage! <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> All right, so WrestleMania coming gone this last weekend, and I just kind of want to go over a few matches from WrestleMania, the show of shows, the biggest letdown of the year, uh, WWE's two-night spectacle where they finally brought fans back only to spit in their face. Well, TJ, tell us how you really feel. Oh, so night one was night one was good. I liked a lot of the matches. Um, may, you know, like started off with the title match, which you know you're not supposed to start WrestleMania off with the title match, but I kind of see why they did it. You know, you have Bobby Lashley against Drew McIntyre and. Bobby Lashley won. You know, I could see this being the point where they put the belt on Drew McIntyre in front of fans, but I like that they still kept it on Bobby. Keep maintaining his push. Definitely like where that's going. I just wish that they didn't break up the Hurt Business. Well, well, they've brought... They technically didn't break up the Hurt Business. The Hurt Business has two new members. Well... (laughs) I liked their old members. <laughs> so just I thought it was a I thought it was a good faction. I really I yeah. mean I really enjoyed it. They were entertaining and you know, it's just they had this presence on screen. And I you know, people seemed to it seemed to be getting over with a lot of people. So it's just kind of surprising that they decided to do what they did. So a couple of the matches, I just kinda of want to go over a couple of the matches. Cesaro versus Rollins. This is what WWE could be. This is the kind of match on WrestleMania on paper. It's on paper. It sounds great in action. It was great. I, I mean, I would have liked, I would have liked to have seen this for like a title to really kind of amp up this, you know, the story and just the match and just kind of give it more feeling. But, you know, if, 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 WWE had matches like this all the time, it would be worth watching. Um, same with Sami Zayn and um, Kevin Owens. They can put on a show together. They've known each other for years. So why can't why can't the WWE put on this kind of caliber matches all the time? You know, it, it would, I mean, build stars and you know just kind of change the landscape of of wrestling but they don't they do stupid crap constantly on monday night raw on friday night smackdown i'm not counting nxt because that's not overseen by the you know uh, vince mcmahon you know the overseer you know that goofy shit's the good shit pal 
you know, they bring up all these guys from NXT, which is kind of going into to my next thing. Uh, Bad Bunny, Damian Priest versus Miz and John Morrison. Like, I still don't know who Bad Bunny is. Apparently, he's a music star. I guess. I've never heard any of his stuff. And the first time I've ever heard of him is, uh, you know, whenever he does his thing at the Royal Rumble. So, best match of the night, night one. Easily. That that match could have main evented. So you're now a fan of the Bad Bunny, correct? No, I mean, he's probably not going to do anything with WWE from here on out. So. Well, no, Triple H gave him a golden microphone, and then Bad Bunny hopped on top of a semi-truck and drove off into the distance. Yeah. They announced his tour for next year or something. Um, But seriously, though, like, that dude surprised me. Like, I did not expect that. You know, last last uh, celebrity wrestler was Stephen Amell, I think. You know, um, even he was still surprising. So night two, night two of WrestleMania was garbage. Um, night two could really easily be summed up as the tag team turmoil to determine the number one contender for the women's tag team <laughs> match. That was a horrible match on night one and night two really just kind of expounded on it, in my opinion. Um, so first you have the fiend and Randy Orton. What the hell is going on? With the fiend, what are they trying to do? They've created this character who sh- who no sells every single move, but can suddenly get distracted by someone dripping black goo from their face, and take one single RKO and they're done for the three count. This is absolutely ridiculous. You know, you don't create a character who no sells everything, only to lose on night one of WrestleMania, the first or night two of WrestleMania, the first match. I mean, did you hear the boos after all that was? Oh, yeah. I mean, almost as bad as Hulk Hogan coming out. And not going to lie, I uh, I was just listening. Every time Hulk Hogan said brother, I was thinking he's going to have a slip. Yeah, I don't know. It was funny to see Hulk Hogan get booed. I mean, that was that's just fun. Um, the rest of the matches on night two, man, just really didn't. Other than the KO, um, Sami Zayn match. Which was good. I mean, it didn't really mean anything. They had to make a storyline up for like, it seemed like the last minute for it to actually mean something. But the match was excellent. Um, About everything else, though, like, I just didn't care about. The Nigerian drum match was not that good. They didn't use drums. The, uh, let's see, the women's championship, Raw women's championship. I mean, it was all right. I don't necessarily agree with putting the belt on on uh, Suddenly Escapes Me. Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. She had a lot of comparisons to Charlotte Flair in her early career at NXT. I liked the change-up, and I liked the entrance music. Uh, New Year's Day is a good band. <laughs> oh, the U.S. Championship match. I mean, it seemed like every match except for like one or two was a title match. So but The U.S. Championship match I thought was really good, and I like how they put the belt on Sheamus. I really like that United States Championship belt design. It is the best looking belt in the WWE. Well, I seriously thought Riddle... T- I, I He took the entire leg of Sheamus to the face. I thought I thought he was legitimately knocked out at the end of that match. Uh, he split him open. Split his mouth open, I guess. Chipped a tooth or knocked out a tooth or something. I don't know. 
That's I mean, that's a dangerous move to take a kick to the face in. And, you know, he did it. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a lot of ring drops on the uh, on or uh, drops on the apron over both nights. That's like he, the new thing, I guess. Well, it's so the hardest part, probably hardest, discussed. The hardest the way, part of the Hi, Jared, kids. I'm here now after a few technical issues are resolved and I spilled a glass of water all over my floor that the cat licked up. But I'm here <laughs> yeah. now. Well, so spilled water. So feed himself. So Jared, you may not know this. None of your business, though. Jared, you may not know this because you're not as nerdy with the current wrestling product as apparently TJ and I. But uh, he watched WrestleMania though. WWE for like a span during I think it was 2019 made sure to let you know every time anyone did any move on the apron. That it was the <laughs> hardest part of the ring. They did. It was about a two-year span. Seventy-five times that night to the that po- I watched on Sunday. To the point that Simon Miller on What Culture Wrestling, his up, his up downs, his up and downs, uh, still brings it up to this day. Every time a move happens on the apron, well, it does the, look like the, it hurts. The like hardest part of Let's the ring. <laughs> so now that Jared's here, I guess he can join in on the discussion. This is the final match of WrestleMania. Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan. I believe I sent a text message uh, or made a tweet, uh, something uh, uh, around the lines of this is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, did. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. I mean, they're making it seem like Reigns being the hood of the table and this he can only win if Jey Uso gets involved. Right. It's just, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, I like that part about it because it makes him more of a heel. But, like, this is the kind of match where Edge comes back after an injury, wins a Royal Rumble after entering number one, goes on to WrestleMania to fight in the championship, only to have the championship go from a one-on-one to a triple threat and still lose. Yeah. I didn't like the fact that he lose. I would have really liked to see an outcome where Daniel Bryan won the match and set up a feud with Edge with unhinged edge going after Daniel Bryan because he cost him his WrestleMania, you know, win or something. Oh, so I can see them doing that now though. Now that Roman Reigns still has it, you have the feud with edge and Daniel Bryan for a while, but I don't know. I just uh, Roman Reigns as a championship. They're talking about this whole Roman Reigns versus the rock, but that's going to end up having to be at WrestleMania Hollywood like in two years' time, and I just don't want to see the belt on Roman Reigns for two years. And the only way they're going to take it off of him, because WWE does not have stars, the only way they're taking it off of him is if Goldberg or Brock Lesnar come back, and nobody wants to see that. Yeah, I... If, just one more thing, one more thing, off. real quick, one more thing, and, and you guys probably touched on it while I was doing all my technical stuff. Who the hell is Bad Bunny, and he doesn't look like a bunny... And I, I get it that I'm not as nerdy as y'all as far as this goes because I'm old school. But, like, he rides on top of a semi. He's a bunny rabbit. And he apparently has some wrestling skills because he came in and he put Miz and John Morrison on their butts. Yeah. But, uh, like, who is this guy? And, I, and, again, apologies if it's already been discussed. Technical difficulties for all of you watching. He's a musician. Um, Latino style hip-hop music other than that that's about all i know of him so so he's a big wrestling fan uh and he actually made a song about booker t 
And through that, they invited him on, I think it was the Royal Rumble or Survivor Series. I forget which one was his first point, but he uh, he came in and he performed his song while Booker T, dressed as G.I. Bro, uh, was out there just standing. Uh, and then that started to, that's when Miz had a kerfuffle with him. Uh, and then from there, the program was built. Um, but yeah, no, he, he pulled off a Canadian destroyer was- outside the ring. Like... I have to say, for being a noob, he, 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 I will give him this. Despite his stupid name, it did feel like he belonged there. It, it, it felt that way. It felt, it was kind of like, okay, I could see the storyline going. It's not one of those Lawrence Taylor on WrestleMania 11 kind of, let's get a football player, come in here, or have Mike Tyson punch Shawn Michaels in the face kind of deal, uh, which was a real punch (laughs) that Shawn Michaels was not prepared for, but um, Is anyone no, really prepared for a Mike Tyson punch, though, regardless? No, and the fact that all of them stayed in character, <laughs> even though Michaels had a broken jaw. I mean, so overall thoughts, WrestleMania. WrestleMania Night 1 was good, you know, minus a couple matches. Oh, and by the way, what the hell are they doing with Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke? She's now wears a wig. Mandy Rose now wears a wig. That looks like they're trying to make them the next Bella Twins, even though they're not twins. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. Uh, she Ooh, slipped hey. and busted her ass, and that was probably the highlight of that whole tag team tor- turmoil stuff. Yeah, and I guess they, they're trying to play a storyline off of it with uh, Nia Jax from the next night on Raw, where she slipped and tried to get into the ring, and and then they just... women. The women's the tag WWE. team division is revolving around people having some kind of anal trauma. First, it was Nia Jax <laughs> dropping her b-hole into the hardest part of the ring, the apron, uh, and now yeah. it's Mandy Rose Which we all know. slipping and busting her ass on the ramp. So, yes, there is a butt <clears throat> fixation with the women's tag team division in WWE Creative. I, well, I want to keep say, in mind WWE Creative, who's running that, I think is Bruce Pritchard. Yeah. Um, and he is more known for the Divas era stuff. So the next thing uh, with the WWE is, I guess the WWE decided to release about 10 people yesterday. So let's go through the names. And uh, I'll talk about how some, stupid uh, they are. Can we get some taps music? No, because these people are going to emerge somewhere else and be better off for it. So we have Wesley Blake, which I spoke with Kek earlier. I don't remember who that was. Apparently, he was part of the Forgotten Sons. He was so good at that role that you forgot him, son. Apparently. (laughs) Bo Dallas. Um, I guess the WWE just did not believe. Believe in him. (laughs) Which is sad because, you know... I believed he could have had a gimmick, something other than that, and he could have been he could have been great. Mojo Raleigh. Who cares on this one? I mean, really. I just I never got his thing, and he only really appeared when Gronkowski was around, so um all right, so next is Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green has been injury prone. She never really had but I think one match on the main roster and missed a lot of time on NXT. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so her release doesn't really surprise me. Mickey James. Mickey James is kind of surprising. And 
you know, she'll be better off for it, in my opinion, because they just didn't do anything with her. There's apparently a lot honestly. of a lot of connections between Mickey James and uh, Samoa Joe, both wanting to actually perform in the ring, and WWE saying no. Mickey James had a had a career had a pretty decent one in uh, TNA slash Impact Wrestling for a while, so I can definitely see her winding up in another organization. She's, I mean, she's a veteran. She's been around since the Attitude Era. So she could definitely be an asset to any other company that takes her on. So, um, Samoa quick, Joe, I, go ahead. Samoa Joe is the stupidest, stupidest decision by the WWE to release Samoa Joe. Let him get better, bring him back, put him in a main event match with AJ Styles. Those two can tear it up. Put him in a match with anybody. He can make anybody look good. It is absolutely one of the dumbest decisions to release him. I want to see him in AEW challenging for the AEW championship against Kenny Omega. Tell me that would not be a match made in heaven. Here's the other two. The last two that have been released as of today, as of what we know, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. So one of the things I was going to say, based on all those wrestlers who've been fired over the last couple of days, is that Impact Wrestling um, Executive Vice President Scott D. Amor has hinted via Twitter that Chelsea Green could be on her way back to the company as the, um, oh, what was her character's name? She had a weird name on that one. I know who you're talking about. I can't remember. Well, it, yeah. and, and it makes total sense because that's where her boo's at. Right. Matt Cardona, and also yes. known as Zack Ryder, uh, is yeah. on Impact. So, yes, that makes sense. Also, Peyton Royce will probably go to AEW because her boo, the chairman, Sean Spears, is currently involved in the pinnacle of AEW. And honestly, Woo-hoo. I can see Billy Kay ended up ending up there as well. And you'd be an idiot not to. Those two play off each other so well. And that is our wrestling news and commentary and thoughts and afterthoughts and shit. And this has been a moment of wrestling rage. Wrestling rage. Mike Tyson was on AEW this week. Mike Tyson punched somebody and he punched someone so well and it sounded so hard. That people are legitimately confused whether it was a worked punch, which is a staged punch in wrestling, or it was a shoot punch. And he literally tapped this dude on the noggin. But the sound that came off the punch, or the sound that was included with the punch, I thought he just killed this poor guy. I was like, 60-year-old Mike Tyson just killed a man on TNT. And I saw it. <laughs> like I feel like I should be calling the cops right now. Cops, get down to get down to Jacksonville as ASAP. Mike Tyson done killed a man. But yeah, you should go out and watch it and try to guess for yourself whether this was worked or not. But I was like, shit, that guy's dead. That guy's dead. <laughs> get get uh dead. get Ice Cube out and and now get Ice Cube Chris Tucker to come out and tell that motherfucker he just got knocked the fudge out. Let him know. You're the man.